stars in our stockings. Uh, MVPs fill the tree. I think it's that time. And kings, reindeer in flight. The NBA on Christmas Day. <laughs> yes, the annual NBA on Christmas Day tradition continues with five star-studded games on ESPN and ABC. Sixers Knicks starts the day at noon Eastern, then it's Lakers Mavs, Bucks Celtics, Grizzlies Warriors, and then Suns Nuggets caps the night. We go now to Baltimore, where the Ravens are looking to clinch a playoff berth Saturday without quarterback Lamar Jackson. He remains sidelined with a knee injury, so Tyler Huntley gets to start for the third game in a row. Yesterday on first take, Dan Orlovsky had this to say about Lamar's future in Baltimore. My mind says this is not a great situation for him, this organization, in the next six weeks are enormous. Lamar's taken a thousand hits in his career. A thousand. And this team, I just I honestly believe this. It's crazy that this is going to be a conversation in the offseason, but this is going to be a conversation in the offseason. And it's because of what the injuries have added up, the hits have taken their toll, and because of where that organization sits with how much he means to them. Conversation last summer was about, are the Ravens going to get him signed long-term? And the reason they didn't is because they couldn't agree on something specific, which is he wants full guarantees, and they don't want to give those. That's not specific to his situation, right? They wanted him back. He, want, he wants to be back. That was the story. But now, you know, he's hurt again, and they're struggling late in the season. Do you think this season's had any impact on his future in Baltimore and how they view it? I, I, on how they view it? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think they know how much they need Lamar Jackson. The okay. Ravens know how much they need Lamar Jackson if they want to be successful. So it hasn't changed their view of him. Of course, you want him to be healthy, but without him last year, with him last year, you were leading the AFC. Mm. When he got injured, you didn't make the playoffs. This year, with him, you were one of the best teams. Without him, it's been a struggle. You're wondering if you're going to win these next few weeks. And so they know his value. The question really is, what will Lamar Jackson do in the offseason? If they're not giving him a fully guaranteed mm -hmm. deal, will he accept it? I think the answer should be and will be no for that question. What do you think, Listen, the, the, the trash that this offense is yeah, without Lamar bad. Jackson is crazy. It's bad. No, it really is. And, oh, it is. And you, 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 you may account it to two different things, right? It could be that Lamar Jackson is that good, which I think is part of it. But also, you have to build an offense around Lamar Jackson that I don't think many other people in the world can function in and actually make work. When you look at no Rashad Bateman and then what the skill positions is for the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson has to make people better. And when we talk about offenses and we talk about quarterbacks, what's always the thing we gave Tom Brady? Well, it really didn't matter who Tom was playing with because everybody was better. Now we've seen with Patrick Mahomes, I lose Tyreek Hill, I'm still just as good as I've ever been, if not better. Well, Lamar Jackson has elevated the play of the people around him like no one else can. And Dan has covered baseball and all those things, and you can help me out this. War. What does war mean? Is uh, it wins above replacement? His war mm. is super hot. His war is like 
freaking saving Private Ryan type of war, <laughs> right? Because the way that he plays, and so now you have to figure out, are you looking at his injuries as an effect of a, the accumulation of hits? Right. Or are you looking at it saying to yourself, well, when he hurt his ankle, it was a drop back pass. He was trying to get away. He got scooped up. Any quarterback gets hurt like that. Same thing. This year, he drops back. He's trying to get out of the away from pressure. He gets tackled. He hurts his PCL. Well, that can happen to any quarterback. So now the question is this. How do we weigh lower body injuries for Lamar Jackson versus how we weigh lower body injuries for a drop back passer like a Tom Brady? And that's when I think the hassle of the negotiation this offseason will come in. Well, it's, it's crazy, you know, lower body injury for any quarterback is a bad deal. But the thing that bothers me about the Ravens and, and the process of this thing is Lamar at this point, he might, he might start to be frustrated in a sense of, what have I done for this organization since I got here? And he's made them a lot of money, a lot more money than he's going to get, especially if they paid him exactly what he wanted. So you have to make sure that as an organization, you don't start to lose the player. And mentally, the player says, you know what? I don't want to play for you anymore because you don't respect what I've done for the organization, for this team. And what he's been able to do, just with the record alone when he's on the football field, I think warrants him to earn the money that he that he wants. Absolutely, I, I want to see him listen, get paid. Listen, we we I think we all believe that, but we do understand what negotiations oh, are like, 100%. and we also understand yes. the way that the Cleveland Browns contract with Deshaun right, Watson has totally skewed yes. the way that these quarterbacks will be looking at getting contracts. If Lamar Jackson goes and asks for more guaranteed money than Russell Wilson, he's gonna get it. Yep. If he asks for more guaranteed money than Kyler Murray, he He's going to get right. it. It's going to be the situation of them saying, we acquiesce to saying, we guarantee every single dollar that's in this contract. Yeah, and, and I, think I, the most, I don't see their position changing on that, do you? No. I, I don't. I don't yeah. see their position changing, which makes me believe that the most likely scenario is going to be a franchise tag. If yeah. you're going to keep Lamar Jackson but on your it, team. Doesn't that affect Lamar? Like, if they say we're going to franchise tag you, doesn't that put Lamar in a situation where he's like, I've done it. What, yeah. do, I, what do I well, need to do 100%. more? 100%. Well, may, maybe it does. And oh, maybe, no, not maybe. And maybe it doesn't. Check me out. If, if Lamar, and I got this from Hembo as well, if Lamar Jackson gets franchise tag this year and next year, yeah. he's due to get over the next two years $100 million. That's fully guaranteed, right? What is Aaron mm. Rodgers getting? $50 million mm. a year, right? Fully guaranteed. Remember Kirk Cousins, mm. all these back-to-back-to-back mm. franchise tags? I'm not saying you do it because there is a risk of injury. It's only a one-year deal. But you want to franchise tag me? Sure, do it this year. You want to do it next year? Sure, do it again. You want to do it the next year? Oh, by the way, that number is going to go up even higher for oh, yeah. that third franchise tag. And so I think the Ravens are playing a dangerous game by not at least signing Lamar Jackson to a long-term deal. That's what I'm seeing right now. I yeah. think likely scenario is what we've talked about. You gotta agree though, Sacho. Like right. it's, it's not I mean it's a philosophical thing. It's not it's <laughs> not that they don't like Lamar. Lamar. I don't see Lamar changing his stance. Does, like, does his stance change because of the injury this year, like Lamar's, two, Lamar's two years. Yes, Lamar's no, Lamar's mentality. Said, I don't think his mentality why would his mentality I mean you could well, say an injury. Well, He's earned the money. He's, He's earned, earned money. the money. He's not sitting there saying, well, right. you know, I did, I did get hurt this year, and I was hurt last year, yeah. so let me just take something below what I believe my value is. Deshaun Watson, yes, you can say it's skewed, but he got a fully guaranteed contract. Lamar's saying, I'm better I'm better than that. And, oh, by the way, the market, what the market consistently does, at least when it comes to NFL contracts, it always goes up. So why in this situation should it go down? Right. I'm, so, better, I'm, better, I'm better than Kyler Murray. Yeah. I'm better than Russell Wilson. I agree. I'm better than these guys. And, oh, by the way, I'm better at least statistically playing-wise than Deshaun Watson. 
So I, I think you're right. Like, he's not going to come off of this injury and go, oh, you know what? You guys were right. right. Do not want to yeah, guarantee yeah, yeah. me all that money. I will now take your offer. If anything, I, I don't well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to point to, hey, did you see what happened? You went out with her? You watched him do this? Right. If anything, you should do the opposite. You should say, you know what? This is my value. Look what happens with Huntley or anybody else. And in every every negotiation, there's the other side saying, oh, well, you've been hit a thousand times and you've had a PCL injury, which are really hard to recover from if it is a true PCL tear. Like, those are all things that come into factors when you're negotiating and you're Lamar like, yo, I am your organization. Yeah. Pay me like I'm your organization. RC said it best. Who's going to replace Lamar Jackson? Right. They'd have to change everything. Yeah, start over. They got to start, start over. Start over and construct a whole new offense. Everything. And with that defense, Dan, the defense, yeah. they just got Roquan Smith. Calais yep. Campbell's still playing at a high level. Got Ojabo trying to get back healthy, right? Look at Marcus Williams on yeah, the back end. They have yeah. With that pieces. defense, it's not time to rebuild. It's time to win right now. What do we think about this week for uh, Falcons-Ravens? We got the picks up. Oh, we're split. Oh, wow. Look at this. See, Nico convinced me on the Falcons yesterday. I switched. What, yeah. what do you think? I, did you not know you switched, Dan? I, no, I, no, I switched. You no, 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 no. I, I was just saying. Okay. I, I was it's just from what I see with the Ravens without Lamar. Yeah. They're a completely different team. And the, the level of competition, like when they don't have Lamar, it just falls off a cliff. And that's yes. why I feel like the Falcons, even though they have a quarterback playing that, I don't know. Like, I, I, I just <laughs> I mean, feel, I know him. <laughs> I don't know him. I know him. They're not going to need that many points to beat the Ravens. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's going to be a low-scoring affair. So. Uh, speaking of teams that don't score a lot of points, we come back, we're going to talk about the Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson benched again in the rain last night as the Jets' playoff hopes crumble. Is he done in New York after another disaster? Come back and join us on Get Up. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals. That's dell.com slash deals. We got two more bowl games for you today on ESPN. ESPN Deportes in the app. At 3 Eastern, Louisiana takes on Houston in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Then Wake Forest squares off against Missouri in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Flashback Friday. We're going to flashback now all the way to um, 
yesterday uh, here on this set. You see, this guy heard we were talking <laughs> Ravens Falcons, and he wanted in. What do you think, RC? Uh, First off, see, you that know that that's not real, right? Or is that real? That's oh, real. No, that's, that's real. That's so did real. you think? Did you think the bird was gonna fly in the building? No, I just kind of. I was looking it's over here. window. It caught my eye, and I just kind of. No, you were scared. No, I looked over. I'm like, what is this? What's hovering? Startling. It does look like a pterodactyl. I will say that. That thing's big, right? Very big. Greeny would not have been distracted. He would have been locked in. So I'm still kind of. I'm not. Greedy's right? a true professional. Right. Greedy's a true I'm, professional. I'm still, you, you, know, do, I'm you do a lot of jobs. Finding though. my way. Right. You do a lot of jobs. So if you were sitting in that seat, it's probably okay. I think you don't think I would have noticed it from there? But you can be distracted yeah. Yeah, when yeah. you're just one of the cronies. I mean, I, 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 you're I, I, hosting the show and you're the guy. In this chair, you can wear Christmas outfits. Focus colors there. and, you know. Yeah, what do we got? Welcome back to Get Up. We're live from Scene Court. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. We're going to start this hour with our game of the night. It was Jaguars-Jets last night in rainy New Jersey. It was Trevor Lawrence. It was Zach Wilson. One of them had a good night. Guess which one. Early in the first quarter, scoreless game. Jaguars have the ball. Fumble. Lawrence sacked by Quinton Williams. He fumbles. Jets in business, RC. Looking like well, a big night. The Jets thought they were in business. That would be the highlight of the entire night. Because shortly thereafter, Wilson faces oh. his own pressure. He's sacked by Andre Sisco because he wasn't looking. Well, when you look the opposite way, you have to understand when the blitz is coming, you add a defender to the rush, that that guy is supposed to be blocked by Zach Wilson. Has to get the football out of his hands. No anticipation, bad execution. The Jets only get a field goal out of that turnover. Under a minute left in the first quarter, game tied at three. Lawrence keeps it himself and runs to the 25-yard line for a first down. Trevor Lawrence, he's long, he's tall, he's fast. He's run for first downs. <laughs> Later in the drive, third goal for the Jaguars. Lawrence. Over the top for the touchdown. Go gadget arms. Jaguars up 10 to 3. Five seconds left in the second quarter. Jets down 13 to 3. It's fourth and nine. Wilson's going to try this Hail Mary. It is not going to connect. It's going to be intercepted. And as he left the field for halftime, here's what he heard. That's bad. It was like that all night, too. That was Angry Jets fans. Uh, we have plenty of footage of that. Under seven minutes to go in the third quarter. Jets down 16 to 3. They got a first and 20 at their own 30. First and 20? First and 20. Not great. Something went wrong before this. Wilson sacked. Jets have to punt. Later on, he's rolling to the right. He's going to throw to Garrett Wilson. He is not going to complete that pass. Guy was covered. And that was it. <laughs> they had seen enough of Zach Wilson. They put Chris Strebler in the game. Strebler. So this is, yes, Chris Strebler Never heard of from him. South Dakota in a quarterback for the Jets. He rolls out, fires deep, and it's a wide open C.J. Uzama for a 30-yard game. Yeah, this is a horrible pass, but it looked better than everything we saw from it Zach Wilson. It connected results, man. Zach Wilson's over there on the sideline going, oh, yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. Over four minutes left in the fourth. Jets down 16-3. to Fourth and two at their own 28. Strebler completes it to Wilson. They're rolling now. Oh, fumbles. The kick fumble. He fumbled. He stripped it with his foot. Jaguars win 19-3. Here's Robert Sala talking about his very unfortunate quarterback situation. We're trying to change up to get the run game going. Obviously, I know Zach was struggling, um, but he, you know, Strevler came in. He ran a couple of plays, sparked the offense, uh, got the explosive play, and uh, and so it just snowballed in, in a good way for uh, Strev. And um, so we just wanted to give him an op- opportunity to try to finish that drive. By the time, you know, by the time we got it back, Again, same thing. We just said, you know, we're already here. Let's just keep going with Strev. 
What did you feel? after that? Because obviously it wasn't a good night for him results-wise and hearing from the crowd. Oh, same thing. Just keep your head up. He's got to keep working. Uh, we haven't seen the last of him. I like that. He's like, we, kept, we went, kept going with Strev because, you know, he was completing the pass. Keep your head up. I know up. we have to get to, like, real work. Uh, but no, as, right. as far as you do doing you your job. It's live TV. Yeah, I know. As, yeah. Do, as, as far as doing your job, something was very telling to me, Dan. A lot of times when you're that close to where the number one and number two overall pick, when you're that close to their draft mm-hmm. and those guys meet, you make mention of that, mm-hmm. right? Because that's an important yeah. thing because those guys yeah. both have the opportunities to go on and be franchise-level quarterbacks. And no point with these guys meeting in primetime did you go, and it's a, it's a match of last year's number one and number two overall pick. That tells you how far – Zach Wilson has fallen yes. so quickly because the story now is can this guy even play? Not is this guy going to be someone that rivals Trevor Lawrence for years to come. Not as if Zach Wilson is going to be a franchise quarterback who we speak about in those same tones as we're going to speak about Trevor Lawrence, as we're going to speak about the Justin Fields. We're just wondering, can he be better than Mike White? And then last night, can he be better than some dude that has a nickname when he doesn't have a nickname? Strav. When they call the backup Strev, yeah. that means they like him more than you. And so Zach Wilson has put himself in a position to where he's not only holding this team back, but he's putting into question, can he even be the quarterback for this franchise? And only a year out or two years yeah. out from your draft, that's a scary place to be Bad. in. But I wonder, so we talk about putting it into question, but I wonder what's the answer? Because I go back to yeah. Tua, the Tua example. Oh, Tua, is he a bus? Is he this? All of a sudden he gets Mike McDaniel, and all of a sudden he starts playing at an MVP level. Yeah. We see something very, very different. We heard that Zach Wilson went and reached out to some former quarterbacks who had struggled early and said, hey, man, how can I get better? But obviously what we, we didn't see that. What is the answer or should be or could be the answer for Zach Wilson to, redeem, or to renew his career? Yeah, I think there's a sense around the Jets that he has to get into the offseason and maybe rework some things mechanically and, and build a foundation back I think up. That, but the Jets have helped right now. The Jets have loaded up their roster with talent. They went out and had John Beck come in and help him in, in his progression because he was his quarterback coach. So I, I th- this is really hard to put this on the Jets as failing Wilson. Like, I feel like Wilson's had ample opportunity to go out there and prove that he could be a leader and a guy that you, is a respectable quarterback. He's not, he hasn't been able to do it. And on the flip side of that, you look at Trevor Lawrence. Yes, he had a coaching change. Doug Peterson comes in. And now what does he look like? He looks like a completely different player. But that being said, the problem that Zach Wilson is facing now is trying to regain respect of the locker room mm, after yeah. you've been in a situation where the backup quarterback comes in and, and your teammates have T-shirts made yeah. of Mike White. And that's a problem. You can buy as many scooters as you want for Christmas. It ain't going to gain back the respect of your offensive like line. scooter Christmases. I know, but is that in, you know, contractually? Do you want your linemen on scooters? Wait, I don't know wait, about wait, but, Let's keep it focused. Okay, up, yeah. but I'm just saying it's a Christmas spirit. I get it. I don't see Wilson as their quarterback moving forward. What, 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 what would make me nervous, though, Graz, is you mentioned that, you know, maybe some feel he needs this offseason to get into the offseason to learn more. This team doesn't need an offseason, though, right? When, like the, 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 the difference is, is when your young quarterback is growing and now your team is growing, we get to grow together. We get to go yes. through those lumps together. This team everywhere else has played high-level football. Yeah. In, the, in, in the games, in the, they've lost more games 
with Zach Wilson being the quarterback than touchdowns they've given up in those games. Insane. So they've lost four, yeah. and they've only given up three touchdowns in all of those losses. So the defense Appreciate is playing at a high so level. So the defense is playing at yeah. a Super Bowl yeah. level. The yeah. defense is playing at a level that can help you win rings. If you score 20 points, mm -hmm. if you're the Jets and you score 20 points, you feel great about winning every game that you're in. And they can't even do that. And so I think that's why you'll have people looking at you sideways in the building. Yeah. It's like, bro, we're built now. We don't have a chance for you to have an offseason. We need no. you to be yeah. competent, in not great, yeah. competent. In football, they have this analogy when people get injured. And everyone who's at this table, outside of you guys, unless you play maybe super low level, but everyone at this table. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Shots fired. Everyone at this table understands <laughs> that here. When, you, uh, when you get injured, they say, hey, man, the ship set sail. Yeah, it's gone. The train's moving. The train is moving. So you're in, even, in not. even in practice, like somebody gets injured in practice, moving. they'll move the practice up 15 it's yards and keep on going. This team in the New York Jets is so ready. They're so set up to go where they can't wait for Jack. They can't wait for Zach Wilson. They don't have to. The ship has set sail. That's the issue. That's what's going to be the issue for this year. So we go White, though? That's the, that's the, well, that's that's the, that's the problem. Thing. That's the problem. Like, so is it, is it Mike White? Because your quarterback still has two years guaranteed. That's the difficult part. <laughs> A difficult decision this team has to make. Yeah, it is. It, uh, once upon a time, the Eagles had a guy that picked second overall named Carson Wentz. That didn't work out. Fortunately for them, they had drafted another guy named Jalen Hurts mm. in the second round. Segway, it's pretty so good. They are now 13 and one as a result. But the problem is, Jalen Hurts is injured and will miss Saturday's game against the Cowboys with a right shoulder sprain. That means Gardner Minshew will get the start in a game that could, for the Eagles, secure the NFC East title and the number one overall seed in the NFC playoff field. So, Sacho, can the Eagles win with their backup quarterback? I absolutely think they can. I don't think that they will, right? The reasons that they can, we talk about it, their defense, right? Shut down guys on the outside. Yeah. Run game is getting back to where it needs to be. That's Defensively, sure. stopping. And then pass rush has mm -hmm. been dominant. One of the best, number one or number two in the NFL. That's why they can. But I don't think they will because – Gardner Minshew is a big question mark, right? Yeah. We know what Jalen Hurts is. We know what he's going to bring. We don't know what we're going to get with Gardner Minshew. He's a guy that can come in and be the gunslinger that he is and help win that game. Uh, RC, you made some good points about attacking the weak points of Dallas's defense. Yeah. But I think Dallas is going to be ready for this game, saying we're not going to let Gardner. Michael Parsons is saying, I'm not going to let Gardner Minshew be. That's what happens. In our defensive meeting rooms. Michael Parsons is going to have to go through an offensive line, though. Yeah. yeah. There's an yeah. offensive line there that's But the truth is, you. in our meeting rooms, when you have a rookie, when you have a rookie going against you or you have a guy who's a backup, you literally say, I'm not going to let this dude beat me. So whether it's him or whoever else it may be, that's what's going to be their game plan. But we know that Micah thinks it's the system and not the quarterback. So he's probably yeah. just as intimidated uh, as he would have been uh, by Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts can't play. I want to ask you guys a question, right? Because, I mean, about, about the playoffs, right? Like, if Jalen Hurts has to miss all three of the like, – we don't know this. We yeah. know he's missing – but if he hypothetically has to miss all three of the remaining regular season games and then they get the bye – and their first playoff game oh, so. isn't until, like, January yeah. 21st. This guy hasn't played in five weeks. Is that a big deal? I, that, that's yeah. a huge deal, yeah. right? Because the thing that we see with this Philadelphia Eagles offense is timing. We see we see the chemistry between him him and A.J. Brown and Quez and Devontae. And so to lose that for what could be a month and a half would be extremely difficult for Jalen Hurts, especially when you're playing at the type of rhythm or in the type of rhythm he already is. But his health is paramount. Yeah. You need Jalen Hurts to be healthy. Right. But you also need to figure out a way to get him reps and as a team you want to make sure that you do have that buy and you do have home field advantage throughout yeah. the playoffs the thing I'll say about Garner Minshew is this 
Gardner Minshew is the type of dude you actually don't want to play, that you know coming into the game, physically he's not that talented. Measurable-wise, he's not the guy that you're going to draft first overall. But he understands how to think the game, and people rally around yeah. Gardner Minshew. They, he galvanizes the team. And you know this. This is what I'd be thinking. One, how disrespectful is it that I'm not going to rush my quarterback back to play against you, Dallas, because you aren't worth it? That's mm-hmm. the first thing. Yeah. And secondly, if I'm the offensive line, if I'm the offensive lineman, if I'm Jordan, uh, I can't pronounce Lata. his last name. My Lata. There you go. If, and I say, you know what? We're not playing against the Chicago Parsons this week. We're playing the Chicago Bears. And the next week, I get to walk off the field and say, you know what? You're right. We didn't need Jalen to beat you. You think I'm not walking into this stadium if I'm the Eagles Bingo. ready to prove a point? Yes. Yeah, but they, uh, they can win with Minshew, right? I mean, he's got experience. all. But, again, I'm looking ahead. Right, because the Eagles are about what happens it's, next month, not not this week. The the thing that concerns me, especially about your throwing shoulder and, and a quarterback that is a physical guy that's going to run the football, is if he is out for the say the rest of the regular season, yeah. they've downplayed this as oh, it's just a sprain, like he's working on it this week, he's going to try and get back. But if he doesn't go, we're confident that he'll be okay. If he doesn't go for two, three weeks, then it was a bigger issue. Then it was something that had to heal or is still going to be there and he's going to play through some injuries. And Because I've had a shoulder, I've had a labrum. You take a little shot, have you, you had don't a, feel it. You have an AC before, right? I had an AC. That hurts like hell, right? So AC yeah. throughout the week. And they I don't know if it's AC, AC joints. AC frame. joints right here. Yeah, you actually can't lift your arm the I can't, entire I week. I couldn't tie my shoes. Right, then they, they shoot you in it. You and do, it's magical. You can do everything. Like, legitimately. And Bryce Young suffered this injury throughout the season this year. He missed a week. He was yeah. able to come back a week after. It's going to be difficult because it is just throwing shoulder. Them at least making us feel like there was an option for him to play this week gives me a little optimism. I think if he gets a, uh, a half of reps, you treat it like preseason, if they lock it up, let him get back out there, yeah. throw some footballs, get the chemistry, I think he'll be all right going into the playoffs. Yeah, I think if anyone – out of all the quarterbacks, you could name a few of them, but if anyone can be ready for this time off, I think it's Jalen Hurts for two reasons. Number one, he, we saw how we performed last year during the playoffs. And then we saw – we didn't see it, but something happened this offseason, yeah. and he got oh. significantly better. And then something happened week to week. We're all sitting here talking about, are they going to go undefeated? 72 Dolphins. And he said, all I care about is week after week. I haven't won anything mm-hmm. yet. So if anyone's going to be prepared for the moment yes. when it comes, he's got I the mentality. It's going to be Jalen Hurts. Yes, I, don't I agree. Think there's any question that his mentality, his character, will have him ready to go. The question, of course, yeah. is will his shoulder have him ready to go? And we won't know that uh, for a while. Coming up, will Tua Tungovailoa and the Dolphins ruin Christmas for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? We'll talk about whether Green Bay can stay alive in the playoff hunt. Plus, Tom versus time. It's been a struggle for Brady in season t- 23. <laughs> He can't go out like this, can he? He can't, right? It's just 23 years. It's too soon. We'll talk about it next. More or less looking ahead to this weekend's games. More or fewer, thank you very much. I appreciate that. RC, one and a half touchdown passes for Aaron Rodgers versus Miami. More or less. 
I don't know. What did I say? Less. <laughs> yes, it's going to be less touchdown passes because when he gets into the red zone, we saw last week A.J. Dillon and um, Aaron Jones were heavily involved. We're going to look to make sure that this run game is going when you get into the red zone to show physicality for the Green Bay Packers. That's when this team plays best, so less for Aaron Rodgers. Right, or fewer if we're speaking proper English. Acho, 77 and a half rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey versus Washington. I'm going to go more for Christian McCaffrey. Last two games, over 100 rushing yards. He's been getting so much involved in the offense, not just rush, running the ball, but also receiving the ball. So I'm going to go more, yes, total yards, but specifically running the ball, Christian McCaffrey, more, not fewer. Ninko, 24 and a half points for Tampa versus Arizona's defense. 24 more and a half. 24 and a half. So I'm going to say more. They just scored 23 points on Cincinnati and Arizona right now. They already have their bags packed. They're ready for the offseason. They want to go on vacation. I know Arizona is nice and warm, but they're going to go somewhere else. Maybe skiing. That's another option. Who changed it to fewer? Somebody who knows how to how to speak English. That's who. That's, fewer. That's exactly fewer. Right. But it's a fewer. fewer. Why does do you say fewer? What? I don't. We don't have uh, grammar lesson scripted. Today, but let's but get we can it. Get to that it. like next week in the show. Fewer. Gosh, but you're yes. so smart. Fewer. 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 Right. So they didn't teach us that at LSU. It, less if it's a singular quantity. Fewer if it's a, it's a group of numbers. Anyway, speaking of the book, okay. Tom Brady <laughs> had this to say about his six and eight football team and its playoff aspirations. I think the interesting thing is it's not like there's a lack of confidence. No. It's just a lack of execution and, and our ability to do it consistently. And I think the ability to do it is one thing, but to do it consistently well has been a problem. We're 15, 16 weeks into the season, and the whole season comes down to you know three really important games. And this is the first of the three, and we're going to go battle our, battle our ass off to try to make it happen. I feel like a year ago you were sitting here and you were like, I think I think Tom might hang it up. Yeah. And everybody's like, no, are you crazy? Yep, and they, everyone thought I was crazy. He retired for, for about like a month. You looked really good. 30 days and he came back. So what do you, he came back so what do you think? He came back. That's what I'm saying. So what happens now? He can't go out like this, can he? I mean, sometimes the game makes you. Mm-hmm. The game forces you yeah, to. And that, that happens to every single person that plays football. You have to evaluate the year that you're, you're playing. And, and each and every year is different. Some years you feel great. Some years you're injured. The next year you're like, I can do this for five more years. And then you have some years like this mm-hmm. where you're like, you know what? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. I want to go do something else. I want to go to the next phase of my life. And when you look at Tampa Bay, you can't put it all on Tom, but there are moments where you're like, yo, this doesn't look good. And the Tampa Bay Bucks have underperformed in every aspect of this team. The coaching, the offensive line was injured. They were snake bit before the season even started with losing mm-hmm. Jensen. Then the receivers in week one, two, three go down. Then their defense is nothing compared to what we thought they would be. So what they are right now is a six-win football team that's leading a division. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're going to, if they continue this. And, probably and make the playoffs. They, they probably make the playoffs yeah. and they host somebody yeah. as a division winner. And – Man, I don't know what that says about well, the division. This That's team certainly poor. has fewer expectations Very than they few had expectations. at the beginning That's of the year. And they can't I know put that. It they together. have one less expectation. <laughs> one one less, less. Correct, but, but, yeah, but two fewer expectations. If it's a plural, okay. I don't know why we're double. This is just, I would the people like, at home don't care about this, though they should. <laughs> I would like to see Tom walk. <laughs> oh, do I would like ball. to see Tom walk away? I would like to see it. I don't see it happening. What do you think? What do you I think? don't see it happening. I mean, you know, a long time ago when you were starting out at ESPN, we were talking in Bristol, 
and you were you were doing some TV work for us, but you were still playing. It was an off season. I said, I said, are you retired? And you said, I don't know. <laughs> They'll tell me. Know. Yeah, but then that's the, but 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 that is the the, the thing, right? The, right? This game retires you, Area. and you truly hope that when the game retires you, you're in a place to walk away yourself. So many guys try to get that extra year and try to come back and try to be more than what they actually should be. Here's the problem for Tom Brady, to me at least, going into last off season. You were a guy who led the league in yardage. You were a guy who led the league in touchdowns. You had a team that was competing and was a huge Cooper Cup play away from getting an opportunity to advance in the playoffs. All those things make it hard to sit down at home. Makes it hard to say, you know what, I can't do it anymore, or I can't will a team to a championship. After this year, that's what I'm saying. You say, you know what? I got three, yeah, three hundred million. I'm not gonna go back through that. And also, too, I can do. Anything I want in the world in retirement. He has a $325 million contract already. From to, Fox. To but talk to about RC's point, he doesn't have to do that if he doesn't want to. He doesn't yeah, he can do whatever he wants. But, but he could have done anything he wanted last year. Correct. He can, yeah. He so came that's, back to go six and eight. And he came back to go six. So it's like that itch that people have that itch, to go don't, back. Don't do it. I don't know how much it goes don't away. Here's the question I ask you, right? Yep. Does, the, the, does the new challenge now become for Tom Brady? You know what? After a losing season, I want to come back and prove I have that I can yeah. help a team it win. It can't be. It can't be and it shouldn't be because I don't know. It, it doesn't get better from here. You, you're if chasing you, something that you, he's already done enough. To, it, nobody yeah. else is looking at Tom Brady's career and saying, well – his last season wasn't great. Yeah. He so just, why did he come back last year? We're going to forget he played there this year. <laughs> That's probably what's going to happen. But yeah. why did he come back last year? And I get it. Like, man, it's, like, I feel like go out on top. Go out it's the leading the NFL in passing yards. Go out too late to go, go to the playoff. Like, that's what it should So, But for whatever reason, you came back. Maybe that reason They make movies there. about this now, but it's it's bank robbers. You know, they're like, oh, we're scot-free. We're going to get away with another one. <laughs> and it doesn't happen. Job. That one last job. One that's what got job. Patrick Swayze on point break. That's it. That's the exactly one last right. job. It's a perfect analogy. I don't know. Who, are we picking this game? Who are we liking this game? All right. Yeah, everybody took that's the bucks. sweep. Everybody took the bucks. So, coming up, uh, we're going to talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> And whether this is a must-win for Dak Prescott against the Eagles. Christmas. Yeah, who's hosting this show? Christmas. What happens if they lose the Eagles team without its best player? We'll talk about it when we come back, I think. I think we will. This is actually the day y'all needed me to be home. <laughs> I apologize. That's Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Back on Get Up and back to Dallas, where Dak Prescott has thrown multiple interceptions in, his last, in four of his last six games, including two in Sunday's 40-34 loss in Jacksonville. We have uh, made note that Dak has thrown the most interceptions, 10, since he returned from injury of anyone in the league. Uh, but how he's throwing those interceptions is concerning. This season, he's thrown eight picks on his own side of the field. That is tied for the most in the NFL uh, with Derek Carr of the Raiders. So, Dak Prescott, big game for the Cowboys tomorrow against the Eagles. Uh, is he? I mean, is, is he capable of, of making them a, a true Super Bowl contender? I, I absolutely believe that, and I think you know what happened was the the worst thing that happened to Dak Prescott and also the Dallas Cowboys was going four and one with Cooper Rush. Because what did we do? We sat here every day and we said, oh, my gosh, when they get Dak Prescott back, this team playing the way that they are, they're going to elevate. They're going to be in a different stratosphere, all of these different things. They have. They're averaging 35 and a half <laughs> yes. points a game since he came back. And so, and so the problem is, right, even with averaging those points is what points are, are Dak Prescott giving away? Right. Right. What points are Dak Prescott or what points of the game is Dak Prescott putting his team at a disadvantage? When you're up 27-17 over the Jacksonville Jaguars and they're mounting a comeback, you can't turn the ball over in your own side on your own side of the football field. But then you go later on in the game to Noah Brown, that's the perfect pass. Yeah. It's in the exact spot it needs to be. It bounces off of him. The same thing against the, the Houston Texans. He throws an interception on his side of the field. It takes his da Dallas Cowboys defense to bail him out. So Dak Prescott is one of these guys that's now elevated the offense, but the offense is also, also not working as efficiently because I believe they call the game differently. I do believe that anyone sitting in that building or sitting in that seat, if you're Kellen Moore and you're like, okay, we were able to win games with or by protecting a quarterback. Now we no longer have to do that with Dak Prescott. Let's let him go. Let's let him eat. But this team should be run through Tony Pollard. This team should be run through Ezekiel Elliott. And then you allow Dak Prescott to play off of that because no matter what, even with CeeDee Lamb being a pro bowler, this is t still a team that doesn't have a lot of skill players on the outside. Do you see a quarterback who's being too reckless? Mm, yes. Okay. Really? I will say, I will say reckless, yes. I don't yes. think Dak is reckless. Based off not just not, not the Jacksonville game, but there's a yeah. couple throws that are reckless, right? I think the Thanksgiving game, a throw to the sideline, right? Like reckless. Like some throws that you're seeing, man, why are you making that throw at not even at this time, but just period? It's not, it's not uh, efficient. And so that's why I would say there have been some reckless throws. I, I would give him that. Now, not, not Jacksonville game, right? The, the interception in, uh, in, in overtime, not reckless. The interception in the third quarter, that was, re that was on Dak. Reckless, though? Not reckless, but that was on wow, Dak. Wow, reckless now, is I like this is, uh, I think this is about expectations, too. Because when you have a quarterback like sure. Dak and you're paid a certain amount of money, yeah. people expect you to run an offense that looks a certain way. When you have Cooper Rush, who's coming in as a backup, your expectations are, well, we can manage through the backup. And then what does the team do? They try to make sure that they put the backup in the right positions, hand the ball off 
rely on your defense. Then Dak comes back, and you're expecting a 45 million plus player to throw the ball. You don't want to have a quarterback that's making that much money be like, you know, we're just going to rely on the running game like we did against Cooper Rush. No, you are expecting to see some magic through Dak. Now, the question is, and I think Bart said this yesterday, his ability now to run and advance plays with his feet, he's kind of regressed a little bit in wanting to just throw from the pocket. He wants to be a pocket passer, and if he does extend plays, he isn't the same guy that we saw maybe four years ago in the red zone where they would design run plays. He was big. He's a big physical guy. So I think we are – we need to manage our expectations here and be a little bit more realistic on is Dak, is, is Dak a top? This is who he's always been other than uh, the interceptions. Other than the interceptions. This but is, this but is he Dak. So why he, was he more mobile happen? four years ago? He, yes, I, I, I agree with that. He was, he was more mobile, but he was never Lamar Jackson. No. He was no. never Jalen Hurts. No, no, no. He, and yeah. so, and I so, think a little bit of mobility changes your defensive mindset because when you're playing a quarterback that you know isn't trying to run for first downs, you know he's going to be here every time. I can pin my ears back. I'm going to get to this spot. I know he's going to be there. And if he scrambles, we're going to rally the guys and we're going to get him because he doesn't want to run for first downs anymore. He doesn't want to put the ball down because we saw that against Jacksonville. He took a big big shot against Jacksonville, a big shot, like a big shot. So, you know, I do believe that the ability and maybe the, the issue of having the injury has changed his mentality of, I need to prolong my Man, career. You know what? Well, you know what? If I got to throw from the pocket, maybe you don't give away a, a, a number one receiver yeah. exactly. and then not give but one back. You know what you do? Yeah. You know what you, you draft. do? And I get it. They they chose C.D. Lamb instead of Justin Jefferson. But you look at a guy like Kirk Cousins, who I believe is very similar to Dak Prescott, who is a, is, is a good quarterback, is never going to be considered an elite quarterback. But you know what he got? Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. He's always He's open, good. Even when he ain't open. <laughs> He's and good. So for Dak Prescott, since you know you don't have that around him, Outside, hand the football off. Let this team be a run-first team. You get your superstar tackle back who's now trying to get acclimated and get adjusted back to playing right tackle. Do those things that allow you to win football games, not allow you to win beauty pageants. They mm. are a run-first team. They, they have the fifth most rushing attempts in the entire league. Keep doing it. Run them And more. the 25th most passing attempts. Yeah. Like, they are they're, – they're quite balanced, actually. And, 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 and maybe reckless isn't the word, but maybe taking a lot of risks – I believe is yeah. is a better word. I just go back to because you want you want okay, put it on someone else. Put it on, but I get it. There was pressure in the pocket, but the inter, the first interception from last week Bad that throw. was a risk that you did not need to take. Right. And so there's a fine line between being risky and being reckless. When you take risks and they work, man, you're but, aggressive. But when don't, you don't. We celebrate the quarterbacks that take chances. Yeah. And, and you know, look at if Brett Favre back in the day when he was throwing the ball all over yeah. the field and throwing interceptions. It, you have to have a little bit of that. I need to take a <laughs> time risk. Out, time out, though. Time out, though. Like we're saying, if they win, the Cowboys are 10-4, bro. Yeah. Like, like they I, win. I was, I was asked the question this week, are they underachieving? And I said, well, no, right? The problem is us. The problem is, is we want to put them in the Super yes. Bowl all the time. And yes. then when they lose, oh, my God, wait, 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 we're going to have to talk about somebody for two weeks for the Super Bowl. How does Get Up ever have an A segment? These Guys, are all good points. This team is 10-4. and four. If you go into the season and you say your number one offensive lineman is going to be hurt yeah. for most of the season, yeah. right? You're going to lose your starting quarterback five for five games. weeks. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not going to lose one starting def- defensive back. You're going to lose two of them. Right? Both of your linebackers are going to be hurt for a game. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be tenant. The reason and on that, you're going to beat the number two team in the NFC by 100 million points mm-hmm. in their building. Mm-hmm. 
And we're going to say, oh, the Cowboys are unachieving. Oh, my gosh, Dak Prescott is playing so bad. This team has no chance. They're 10-4. and four. You're absolutely right. Let's stop talking about the Cowboys. Let's Thank move you. on. Not even that. I got to talk about that. It's Christmas. I got to talk about it. I'm over it. Let's talk about hoops. Later. We're going to talk about hoops. The NBA slate is loaded on Christmas Day. Here is a taste of the five games. The action begins with the Knicks hosting the 76ers at noon Eastern. It is the 13th time. The Knicks and 76ers will play each other on Christmas. The most meetings between two teams all time uh, on Christmas. Then at 2.30 Eastern, the Lakers visit the Mavs. LeBron has scored 422 career points on Christmas Day. The most points any player has scored on any single date in NBA history. Then at 5 Eastern, it's the two best teams in the NBA. The Celtics host the Bucks in a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference semifinals. Then there's a couple more games after that. Big day on ESPN and ABC, and to help us break it all down, we have Kendrick Perkins. So, Perk, I want to start with that Celtics-Bucks game. Are we looking at a preview of the Eastern Conference Finals on Christmas Day? <laughs> that's like asking me, do I have high blood pressure? Hell yeah, that's the Eastern <laughs> Conference Preview Finals. Listen, when you think about these two teams – when you think about these two teams, these are the powerhouse teams, not only in the Eastern Conference, but in the entire NBA, right? They're loaded with superstar power, both teams. When you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, they have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Chris Middleton just got back. He's healthy. Drew Holiday is one of the most underrated players in the game today. Brooke Lopez is playing at an all-star caliber level. But when you just have Giannis, the best player in the world, the most dominant player in the world, he's making it to the conference finals this year, if not the finals. And then when you look at the Celtics, they have the Jays. In my opinion, still the best duo in the game today, okay? And then they have the uh, role players around them. Marcus Smart, Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, Time Lord just got back. He's getting back into rhythm. So I'm looking at the Celtics right now, although I'm questioning the head coach, Joe Mazzula, they have just too much talent to not to get to the Eastern Conference Finals and beat those other teams. Now, they will have problems when they meet the Bucks, but they just too athletic at the wing position, and they have too much depth. I'll tell you what, uh, talking about these two teams as a clear-cut top two in the East, that's going to get Kevin Durant's blood pressure up because he was talking the other day uh, about this issue and wondering why the Nets aren't getting any more love. He told Yahoo Sports, quote, I get that other people don't look at our roster as a championship roster, but when we get wins the way we get wins, you've got to pay attention to that. When Kai and Ben didn't play, we beat teams by 40 points. Kevin Durant. Oh, sorry, there's more. Any other team is, hold on, what are they doing over there? They take us for granted, me and Kai especially. we got to jump through a hula hoop of fire <laughs> to impress Kevin Durant. I know it's a shock Fix to you, Perk, that Kevin Bert. Durant feels slighted in some way. But uh, is he right? Are he and the Nets being overlooked? How? How? Over well, the last the fire, two the years, hula hoop. everyone has been – no, but I'm saying, like, over the last two years, we all been expecting Katie and Kyrie to take Brooklyn to the promised land. It's not our fault that we can't trust them. They the one that made this bed. They the one that got to lay in it. I get it. They're playing some exceptional basketball right now. But, again, none of this matters until they get to the postseason. By the way, they got swept last season. They got swept by the Boston Celtics. So, is Kevin Durant playing at an extremely high level? 
They, he is, but we can't. He can't sit up here and fault us because we can't trust them. Like over the last two years, the expectations have been so high, and we expected so much more out of Kyrie and KD and the Brooklyn Nets, and they disappointed us. So he can't be mad talking about they getting overlooked. The hell out of here. That's right. We're not overlooking. Hold on. Hey, RC. hey, hey. Stop acting got? like that, Perk. Perk, when you look at a team that just lays 91 in the first half <laughs> against the Golden State Warriors, although it's not, you know, your Golden State Warriors from back in the day that were winning championships, this team is a team offensively that can play with anybody when the other two superstars are on the court. And when you have KD, and we saw it years ago against the Bucks, if not for his big toe, they advance and the Milwaukee Bucks don't. So if, if KD is saying that right now with what they are accomplishing, we are overlooking him, I think it's true because you just said it. It's the Bucks and the Celtics and no one else. When you're a caliber of a caliber player that Kevin Durant is and you're playing at this level, you believe you could compete with those guys in that moment. So you're saying no matter what, no matter what this team does, if the other two superstars don't get rolling, you don't believe that they can beat the Bucks or the Celtics in a seven-game series? I, I'm not saying that, RC. I'm not saying that, big homie. I'm not saying that, my brother from the South. I'm just telling you... How can we trust them? They got to show us. I'm mm -hmm. from the show me state of the great state of Texas. They got to show That's me Missouri. when it matters the most that they ready to rise to the occasion. I'm not saying that they're not good. We know that they're one of the most dynamic duos <laughs> to ever play the game. We know that KD is arguably the greatest scorer to ever touch the damn basketball. We know that Kyrie is one of the most, if not the most skilled player to ever touch the damn basketball. All I'm saying is the expectations and the bar has been set since they arrived in Brooklyn together, and they have let us down. Last year, they got swept. Well, I'm not overlooking that they're playing exceptional basketball, but one minute, Katie says, oh, you know what? Why, why we always getting talked about? And then the next minute, he talk about they're getting overlooked. Like, which one is it? Which yeah. one is? Well, the thing is, we do we something about it. it's not that they're getting the looked over. Yeah, not, they're looking, not that they're getting looked over, Perk. I think KD is saying, watch us. We have a team that can compete, and we're going to show you. All right, we're going to watch. What are we going to see remains the no. question. We got to go to – you want to take us a break? I got you. Cool. Let's do it. And listen, the annual NBA games on Christmas Day with the five star-studded games on ESPN and ABC. We got Sixers, Knicks, and that starts at noon. We also have Lakers, Mavs, Bucks, Celtics, Grizzlies, and the Warriors. And don't forget about the Suns and the Nuggets. They cap off the night. It's going to be a star-studded day on Christmas. Santa Claus ain't got nothing on what the NBA is bringing. Absolutely. And coming up, we'll talk about football on Christmas Day. Will Tua and the Dolphins ruin Christmas for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Can Green Bay stay alive in the playoff hunt? We'll talk about it when we come back. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Time now for our Friday forecast as we look at Saturday and Sunday's games. Nick, what is your Friday forecast what for the weekend? What was the forecast? Oh, yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs breeze easily through the Seahawks. That's, that's, that's my forecast. That's it? No explanation? I mean, the, the, the these, these are like, you know, like you're, you're trying to take a shot. You know, you're, you're throwing shots in, in the dark. But, yeah, the, the Kansas betting City Chiefs. Betting on Patrick Mahomes throwing a Patrick, shot in the dark? Well, I mean, every week they're trying to get you to take wait something to, that's wait crazy. Way to step out on a limb. I wasn't going on a limb. It's, I want to look Here's smart. Here's going out on a limb. The Houston this Texans is a limp. have been right in the thick of things the last two weeks against the Cowboys and the Kansas City Chiefs. They go up against another division leader in the Tennessee Titans, and they find a way to win. Those games have been close. You go to overtime against Patrick Mahomes. You have the Tennessee Titans coming in with the backup quarterback in Malik Willis. Now, can you stop Henry is the big deal. Sacho, what's your Friday forecast? Clear skies ahead. We got this bomb cyclone going on in the Midwest and the North. Even Texas gets cold. But there's going to be clear skies as Aaron Rodgers goes to Miami. Here's why. The Miami defense has allowed 10 touchdowns off of play action. That's second most in the NFL. That should open up things for Aaron Rodgers in the offense. Now, defensively, we know that the Green Bay Packers defense, Devontae Wyatt's playing well. Kenny Clark's been playing really well. Amos on the back end. Rasul Douglas had a pick last week. They'll be able to slow down this Miami offense and find a way to get a win. And look at this. Look at the Packers in December under Matt LaFleur. It was just <laughs> up there, 14-0, and they win by an average of 10 points per game. That's the best oh, in wow. the NFL uh, over that stretch. So December is winning time. Uh, for the last time they lost in December was the final week of the 2018 season. So, obviously, they're going to win this week, right? Let's see the picks. Nope. Everybody on the Packers? What do we got? Eh, no. Sacho is on the Packers. You already kind of explained why, but yeah, uh, yeah you like I mean you like them going down there and and, and winning in Mi- Miami's playing at home for the first time in a month. Yeah. And Miami's lost three games in a row. And yes, yeah. they've played difficult teams. I understand all that. But other teams like Jacksonville's been on the road and they've won on a yeah. Thursday night. So it's not like well, you, you can't use that as an excuse. Yeah. Green Bay knows they have to win. And they're playing they they're playing good they're playing good football. Like they they're not playing like outstandingly great football and they've played subpar teams. But we're seeing it on the field. Offensively, we're seeing some of the young receivers that we've talked about. They're finally stepping up. Romeo Dobbs had four catches. We saw that. And so we're seeing uh, Christian Watson had five. So there's success happening offensively. Defensively is where it's going to be the issue. Can they stop a slow down Miami? I think that they can. Nico, you've been telling me for more than a month the Packers yeah. are done. Yeah, so if I Rogers can't go goes back down on this. there and wins this game, does that change your mind? No. Nope. No, we're no, green. I can't. Green. Just I am wearing green because I'm in the Christmas spirit, guys. But listen, the Packers have beat two terrible teams, okay? The Chicago Bears, take it for what it is. The Rams, okay. Run it back. No, you, you didn't run it back. <laughs> you didn't run it back, <laughs> coach. off the road. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Run it Go back. Run, back. run it back. That didn't work. Uh, it didn't happen. So, good I look at the Packers. They're going down to Miami. Miami has been on the road. They played some good football teams. They put up a heck of a fight yeah. in Buffalo. Everyone's yeah. talking about it. it's cold. It's cold up in Buffalo. They played a great game. And what did they do? They ran the football. I think this is going to be a game where they can run the football, give Tua a little bit, you know, confidence here. Tyreek, Tyreek was looking like uh, the, the brother in Christmas Story. He was bundled up in Buffalo. He wasn't looking as quick. 
Okay, Tyreek is coming back down south. He's going to be excited to be running around <laughs> nice and warm. Was it Randy? Randy. Randy. Randy, you know, Randy was like in the slug. He was, was falling. He falls in the snow. He can't get up. He was like, I can't move in yeah, this no. thing. That was Tyreek last week. We are a tropical people. <laughs> I didn't say that. I, didn't say that. I mean, like, I'm from Jersey. So I, 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 we're a tropical people. Oh, yeah, like, what man. do you want him to be running around like it's great? Nah, it was cold. It was it's cold. Touchdown. But it's not gonna be cold this week. He's gonna this, be. This, you know what? When you think about the Miami Dolphins, they understand what they have to do to get on the right path. When you lose three games in the way that they yeah. did, and also. When you think about San Francisco and Los Angeles, it almost seemed that this Mike McDaniel offense was figured out a little bit. You were able to create some big plays against the Buffalo Bills, who do have, a, 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 who does have a, a good secondary. Mm -hmm. And for Tua Tagovailoa, it's about finding a way to get back into the picture of us saying that this team can compete in the playoffs. And I think winning against the Green Bay Packers is the first step towards that. And Mike McDaniel now has to show I can make adjustments yeah. like that. Yeah. When we hit adversity, when we hit a bump in the road, I can give you a sec, a second creation of what we are as a team, yeah. and they need to do that. And they did look good. They did look better on Saturday, but yes. they didn't win the game. They do need to get back in the win column because the Dolphins are starting to slide a little yeah. bit. They might, they're not all the way uh, assured of the playoffs. Big game for both of those teams in Miami on Sunday. We will have two more bowl games for you today on ESPN, ESPN Deportes and the app. At 3 Eastern, Louisiana takes on Houston in the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. Then Wake Forest squares off against Missouri in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. First take comes up next when we're done here. What should the Jets do with Zach Wilson now? Plus, who wins Saturday, the Cowboys or the Eagles? It'll be first take with Molly, Stephen A., R.C., and a special Friday appearance from Michael Irvin when we're done here. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Stars in our stockings. Uh, MVPs fill the tree. I think it's that time. And Kim's reindeer in flight. The NBA on Christmas Day. <laughs> Yes, the annual NBA on Christmas Day tradition continues with five star-studded games on ESPN and ABC. Sixers-Knicks starts the day at noon Eastern, then it's Lakers-Mavs. 
Bucks, Celtics, Grizzlies, Warriors, and Suns Nuggets to cap the night. Also football this weekend, and there's a big game tomorrow night between the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe we've discussed it a little bit this week. It's time for us to pick who we think is going to win that game. Ninko, oh. solo on the Eagles. You I'm the only person I, I was going. Is well, that why is, you wore green? I, this is more for festivities of the holidays. Sure. But yeah, I'm thinking, I feel like the Eagles, you look at their defense, you look at the offense, the offensive line, they're going to be motivated. Cowboys have a hard time stopping the run. I'm going with the Eagles. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's not one of those games that if the Eagles win, I come in here on Monday morning and I go that I'm shocked. Right. Uh, I just believe that the Dallas Cowboys, understanding their position, making some adjustments to the corner position, using Deron Bland more on the outside defensively, I just feel like they have an opportunity to win and take advantage of no Jalen Hurts on the other side. And this Eagles team is a complete football team. I don't think this game's going to be by any means a blowout. I think yeah. Dallas has to win. They know yeah, that. Has Without to, that quarterback win. piece in Philly, Dallas is going to be able to overcome their deficiencies. Yeah, I think I was going to pick Dallas even before the Hurts injury. I think they need the Ooh, game oh, wow. more. Ooh. And the teams are pretty close. They, they played them, they played yeah. them tough with the, yeah. with Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush. So before we go, we wanted to revisit something that happened earlier in the show uh, when Sacho and RC did their Kenny Smith and Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> for a touchscreen segment. Take a look at this. You disagree uh, with Bart, and you can show us why. Yeah, this, oh, here we go. I gotta get over the <laughs> thing. Hey, <laughs> still quick, Sacho. Sacho, he's still. Nico, what are you doing? Hey, I appreciate the love. Uh, I'm Mike, Nico's face was priceless. I didn't know that was happening. I, was, I didn't know it was happening. I was like, because if, if you know it's happening, Sacho, then you're ready for it. Right. But you weren't ready for it. You got the head start. I was turning slow. You was turned fast. I wasn't ready. I was ready to go, bro. I was not ready for that. I was just sitting here like, whoa, what are they? Oh, they're running. And the, the packs fall off. It's a yard sale. Okay. Packs falling off. Brandon's running the stick mic over there. Sacho does the whole segment like he's doing a showcase. Yeah. Come like, on. Oh, the next but guys, but Merry Christmas to all of you guys, man. Happy Thank holidays you. Yeah. to you and your family. Awesome. Yeah. It was fun to be here, bro. This show was a lot of fun. You never know what's going to happen you on Friday know. when RC shows up in studio. You never know. And that is our lesson from today. <laughs> Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the holiday. Enjoy the basketball, the football. We're back next week. First take is next. Come on.